Hi, all, and welcome to Latte and Laundry. I'm Suzanne Billadou. And I'm Julie Loin. And this is a podcast, two best friends on a mission of finding balance in motherhood, wifehood, sisterhood, and everything in between as we attempt to crawl towards the greater height that Christ has called each of us, sainthood. So if you are also far from perfect but are trying, then you are in good company. So grab a latte and some laundry and join us as we laugh, cry, encourage one another, and dust each other off as we journey towards stilling our souls while moving our world. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latte and Laundry. This is our very first podcast. We are very excited to start with you guys. So please have some grace and mercy on us as we kind of navigate this as newbie podcasters. So to start us off, I think we'll just introduce ourselves and tell you about us. So Suzanne, start us off. Sure. So I'm Suzanne Billadou. I am wifey to an amazing husband uh, for almost 15 years now, though we were high school sweethearts. So we've been together for over 20 years, which feels like an awesome lifetime. I have five beautiful little kiddos, wild, crazy, chaotic bunch, ages 11 down to one, three girls and two boys in that mix. Um, I was a practicing actuary up until a year or two ago, part-time for most of my children's lives. But I started homeschooling in the fall of 2019. This is where you fist pump me for beating COVID to the punch just six months before the whole world started homeschooling. And that was definitely a blessing for our family and continues to be a blessing. So yeah, just I'm a lover of chocolate, sweatpants, family, and first and foremost, uh, Jesus. So I had this kind of little... Um, fire inside me for our Lord that has just become like a blazing, roaring fire and just what's kind of been moving me to do things like spend awesome time with my girlfriend, Jules, and talking about Jesus. That's right. That's what we're here for. Um, I am a mom of four. Um, I've been married 10 years to my amazing husband. Um, Our kids are eight all the way down to one who is an absolute monster, but we love him. Um, Yeah. So I used to be a high school teacher. I taught uh, seniors and freshmen, I taught them uh, morality, which was super fun when you looked about 12 years old. Um, it was a blast teaching, but I was very happy to start um, staying home with my my little guy. We were very blessed to be able to do that. Um, then shortly after, I started baking. So I do some crazy cakes and cupcakes. Yes, and she does. They're quite delicious. Um, yeah. And then let's see what else. I teach uh, theater classes and uh, direct some plays. And that is pretty much the story of our life here. So yeah, now we've started this uh, crazy podcast. So we'll see how this goes. See how else. Give this a shot. Yes. So for anybody that doesn't quite yet know the name of our podcast, Latte and Laundry. Um, and why is why? it Latte Okay, and so laundry? I was going to tell you, my friend. <laughs> Uh, This was inspired by something that the Holy Spirit really just placed on my heart. I kept for a few years, kept hearing God tapping on my shoulder saying, I want you to say some things I'm putting on your heart. I want you to share some of the things that I'm, um, you know, revealing in the cracks and crevices of your soul. And one day I was out for a run, which that is one of my things. And that's where a lot of my reflections happen. It's on my, my runs, my quiet time. And I was out for a run and all of a sudden this flash of Martha Mary, just like, flew in front of my face and um it's this whole you know story we could get into a little bit more later as we dive into the martha and mary um relationship and who they were to jesus and how they related to each other but it was just this whole dynamic of 
balancing kind of the the stillness and the quiet heart of Mary with the like gusto and the strength of Martha. And I feel like as a wife and a mama and just a woman navigating this world, that's like a balance I'm trying to find. I'm always kind of seeking because I know our Lord is calling us to kind of always kind of still our souls and to center our hearts on Him. But a lot of times when you're like, I think a lot of us moms might go off in La La Land and dream like, well, I could do it if I was a nun in a convent and I could have all this quiet time. But reality check is that is not the vocation that God led you to. He called you to something else. And so here you are. How do you find that stillness and that quietness while having that strength to be the wife and the mom and to move your world like God has called you to do? And so this idea of kind of the latte, which I'm kind of obsessed with coffee. That's where I spend most of bit. my budget. Just it's just so bit. you, if you know me at all, you'll know much of my money is, um, I would not say wasted. No. Though some people would like to think no. of it that way. Much of my money is um, carefully and strategically placed into um, caffeinated drinks. So the idea of this like latte, which is like my quiet, my still, my reflective, my just like peaceful time. I center myself with the laundry, which is the doing, the working. Um, and so that's kind of really what inspired this. And at the same time, God placed this Martha and Mary dynamic, like on my heart, Julie's face popped in my head. And he was like, I just kind of think I want you to go talk with your girlfriend and maybe use your voices and see where the Holy Spirit leads you to kind of, you know, just walk this life with other women as you're navigating it together. Yeah. So that's kind of where this whole inspiration for latte and laundry yeah, we, we sat and had pizza, and Susan yeah. was like, so I have this idea. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what yeah. is it? So she goes through this idea, and Martha and Mary have always been a struggle of mine because I always kind of felt like bad for Martha. Yeah. She kind of got a bad rap. And as I dove into Scripture and as I dove into who they were, what the deal was, I fell in love with both of them. Both of them. Both of them. So Suzanne hit on the nail and I was all about it. I thought this was just brilliant. So I think that's what our, our goal here is in this podcast is finding balance because it's really hard and it we fail all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. I mean, today, literally, no, it was yesterday. I'm washing the dishes and I'm doing it like oh, with love and yeah. I love my family. And then two seconds later, I have to get the kids ready for bed with my husband. And then this like anger monster comes yes. out. And I'm like, why do I have to do this? Yes. <laughs> it's really hard. I'm yes. exhausted. Yes. I've been teaching the kids all day. It's yes. This is really hard. Yeah. So I think this this balance is impossible. And yeah. without God, it's impossible. Impossible. And Martha yep. and Mary, they knew it. They yeah. knew it was impossible. So mm. we want to dive into that world with you. And we want to find out who they are and how we can tap into that with them, with their intercession, and with, mm. their, with their help, because it's hard. It is hard. <laughs> so. so, yeah, that's our purpose. And they're our inspiration. They are totally our inspiration. So we figured it for our first podcast. I mean, I think that that's going to kind of always be the underlying theme of kind of where our hearts lead, um, different discussions and whatnot, where the Holy Spirit takes us. But I think we figured we might as well actually start our first podcast diving deeper into who Martha and Mary are and the story of Martha and Mary that we so, everybody so infamously knows. And I think sometimes, and this is where like Julie's amazing because 
Um, she's got so much more of like the brains behind all the the stuff here. I, so much like, pressure. Give me a- no, so yeah. much pressure. <laughs> and I'm a lot of like, this is what God told me, and I feel, and I think that's oh, why we yeah. could be a really interesting um, duo because that's why we work. Yeah, like yeah. I need a little bit of her. She needs a little bit of me, and it's a perfect little uh, balance of helping um, the Holy Spirit move us in into um, bringing us in who he wants us to be. So, so let's dive in. Let's okay. talk Martha and Mary. So I was thinking we could start with the reading. The one that for years has just baffled oh, me. Yeah. Baffled me. Yeah. So do you mind if we read that? Please. Okay. So we're going to start with, I mean, the classic. You have Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. This is Jesus visits Martha and Mary. Now, as they went on their way, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. One thing is needed. Mary has chosen the good portion, which shall not be taken away from her. Oh, mic drop. <laughs> and that's where I always look at myself when I, and I'm like, oh, you Martha, you Martha. You care too much about the sticky floors. Martha, Martha, you're losing your temper because the kids didn't follow up on their chores. Martha, Martha. You know, and I think um, we can probably kind of see where this leads, but I think one of the things God revealed to my heart as I was praying and reflecting on this Mary and Martha um, dynamic was that I think we often, like you were saying uh, when you said you felt bad for Martha, I think we often really um, misunderstand Mm. who Martha was and what Jesus was saying to her. So, right, we see that first of all, Martha already far exceeded probably what I would have done. It said right there, like he was out with his disciples and she opened her home. I'd be like, ha! <laughs> I have to clean. Yeah, I have to clean. Wait, come back next week. <laughs> yes. I can't do this today, Jesus. I'm not good. I mean, I literally just had a situation like this the other day where we were going to have unexpected guests and the chaos was just going to be too much for me. And I was like, yeah, no, we, we, it just can't, can't do it. And that's like absolutely the opposite of who Martha was. So I do think that she gets a bad rap. That alone. But another piece of it is, yes, Jesus was right. Mary chose the better, right? Because she sat at Jesus' feet and her priority was listening to God. However, I don't think Jesus was telling Martha that nobody should ever prep dinner. Nobody should ever clean their home. Just sit and listen. Because the fact of the matter is people need to eat. Homes do need to be tidied up, right? But I think the bigger thing that Jesus was tapping into here, which I am terribly, like, I'm basically a Martha all the time, is she wasn't just cleaning and not sitting at his feet and gazing at Jesus and looking over her shoulder and listening to him as Mary sat at his feet. The problem was is that her heart got um, restless, right? She felt an angst by seeing an injustice that did not feel right to her. Mm. How dare my sister sit there, Jesus, while I do all the work, right? Jesus wasn't saying, Martha, Martha, don't ever cook us dinner. Martha, (laughs) 
It was can this, it be that? It, can right? it be that though? Right? I mean, we just, that? Be like, that be, that be, just don't ever worry about cleaning our cooking. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> just, just totally deny all your vocational responsibilities. Sure, that would be that'd be beautiful. Dreamland. No, no, no. Let's be let's be real. <laughs> that'd be dreamland. Um, but I think it was more that her heart. She had such discontent in her heart because. Her eyes focused on an injustice rather than leaning into her vocation of prepping a meal and cleaning her home for her guests. And I think, I don't know about you, but this is like the story of my inner spiral that happens all the time. Which is why every day where you're like, okay, I'm going to like enter into this vocation. I'm going to, like you said, washing the dishes with joy and peace and whatnot. But then... Three minutes into it, I can look and the the spiral starts to happen where I see whether it's a guest or often my spouse sitting there Mm -hmm. and just not doing anything wrong. He could just be sitting on the couch relaxing with the kids and I'll be hustling around doing a number of things. And the poor guy all of a sudden gets the glaring eye. And why? Because the eye focused in on the injustice. If he was never there, I wouldn't have been mad. That's the ironic part. Like, you're not there. I'm just going to do the stuff I got to do. We're going to handle this. Dinner's going to be on the table. I'm going to sweep the floor. We're going to have a lovely dinner. Because there was somebody else who was not doing all the work with me, that's when this ugliness spirals within me and comes out like word vomit. Yes. Right? Yes. Right? It really does. Yeah. I, I think that you hit it on the nail. I think... When we look at what what was the problem here? The problem was not the fact that Martha was serving. If if Martha handed Jesus a goblet of wine and she did it with joy, I mean, is there anything better than serving our Lord? There's nothing. So what was the problem? The problem was not the service. The problem was not the fact that she was cooking a meal for these people. That's beautiful. It's It's a gift that she gave. It's where her heart was. And I think we see that all the time in our own souls. And in Martha, this is my favorite. I was listening to some podcasts. I really should give this this priest a shout out. And I yeah. have to remember his name, but he made the best recognition that I never noticed before. Martha told Jesus what to do. Um, Jesus, tell my sister to help me. Yeah. She literally told God what to do. That is like red flag. Something's not right in her heart. She was angry. She felt there was an injustice happening. And she told God like, hey, let's fix this up. And Jesus didn't say, stop serving us. He just said, Mary found the better way. She had joy in her heart. And, And if Martha had been cooking and cleaning and looked over at her sister and found joy that her sister was with Jesus, I mean, they are equal. There's no difference and and I I hope I'm not saying anything wrong here, but there's no difference in what they were doing in in their uh, their quality. True. One was sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening, and one was serving Jesus. Yep, they're equal, but when their hearts are not equal, when their hearts are are in different places, and I I'm certain of this: if Mary had been sitting at the feet of Jesus on purpose, getting out of work. And Mary was like, hey, hey, I'm gonna just come sit over here and I'm gonna get comfy cozy with the disciples and I'm gonna ignore my sister so I don't have to do work. Obviously, Jesus would have called her out. Totally. He called Mary out. Yeah, right. Exactly. He would have called her out. Yeah. So I feel pretty confident in saying that both were, mm-hmm. both are equal equal parts. They're needed. Maybe not equal. Well, equal in the same, they're not the same, but they're equal. But this is why there's that balance. Had Martha 
cho- like kept her heart in check, right? Exactly. And that's that's the point. It's like, where is your heart pivoted? Is it am I washing dishes I, with anger that oh, why do I have to be the one to do this? Absolutely. Or am I doing it with love for my family? Totally. Where's my heart? Totally. And I think the beauty was that she did go to God with mm. her with her not not the beauty that she the disorder of her she demanded God and told him what to do, but that she came to him first. And she's mm. like, what is up? Like, don't you see? And I feel like we do this all the time, right? Where we're like, don't you see that I'm doing X, Y, Z and nobody's helping me? What's like, noticing? How does nobody notice? You feel so unseen, you know? And then it moves this gracious, beautiful gift of your service and just taints it and disorders it and makes it ugly. And I think that's where... I struggle a lot as a mom of so many littles and I feel like I I tend to feel like I can be in the right mindset in the right um my heart can be in the right place for a while and then all of a sudden the spiral quickly happens where I it's like you were saying in one breath you are like yeah yeah, family, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Mama's here. Don't you worry about it. Oh, you don't like mashed potatoes? I'm going to give you a baked potato. Don't worry. I'm all over everybody's needs. And then all of a sudden, it was one lack of a gratitude, a kid that doesn't say thank you, a husband that took a 20-minute bathroom break instead of a five-minute bathroom break you would have taken or something. And these ridiculous little things become an injustice and the anger spirals and you become the Martha demanding it. God, don't you see? Don't you see everything I'm doing? It's like a it's like a self-pity. It's it like is. this this thing that we do, and I know my mom always said it's like a pity party. It's like, oh, I do so much. And I so and it's and I'll I'll be real. Like it happens. All and the time. It happens every day. Oh yeah, every day. Every day. <laughs> and this pity party that we put ourselves through, like it, it's a good thing to recognize that we do it. And I think, like you said, Martha went to Jesus and Jesus called her out and Martha changed from it. And I think if if we have this pity party and we we feel like there's an injustice and we go to Christ with it, he's going to change our heart. It might be for just that day and we might have to go to him again the next day and the next and the next, but we always have to turn to him for it because it's this life is, as a mother, can become mundane. You know, your like laundry's never ending. Never the dishes ending. are never ending. The children, I mean, I think I changed 20 poops today, I swear. Yeah. I swear. <laughs> like I just like the diapers are never ending. Never and and ending. it's beautiful and it's good. And in its own right, like St. Therese of Lisieux, the little things. Like when I change my child's diaper and I do it with mm-hmm. joy, mm-hmm. great. That's great. But then the next diaper, I'm not gonna choose joy. I'm gonna right. be angry. Right. Like, where's my husband? He should have been home 10 minutes ago. Like there's there's the sense, but if we keep going to Christ, he's gonna keep redeeming us and he's totally. gonna keep giving us more opportunities mm-hmm. he's gonna let us try again and then we're gonna fail and then we're gonna try again it's just this never-ending cycle because he loves us Absolutely. and because he'll never give up on us like martha mary he knew will never give up now and that's the beauty like you said is we're failing at it daily but he is the king of redemption and for us to be able to <laughs> always checking on our technical <laughs> skills here for us to be able to get on our knees ask for his mercy and his forgiveness, pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off again and try again. And that is where he's calling us because we won't, unfortunately, we will not be perfect until we are united with him. We are constantly on this journey of growing in virtue. And I think especially in these early survival years where you just have so much chaos thrown at you, it is a 
constant battle to keep your heart in check. I mean, I think it will be for the rest of our lives, but I think you are just like, it is like ping pong balls thrown at you all day long in these earlier years. And it's hard for you to maintain that like, okay, I got this. Okay, I got this. Okay, I got this before you explode. And I mean, my kids know I probably need to get down on my knees and apologize to them on top Mm. of Jesus daily for the mistakes and the explosions I have that don't make sense. They don't see all the inner spirals that happen because I can't handle one more person not listening or fighting or temper tantruming or whatnot. Um, But that's where God is so good. And there's a grace in that he pours out upon us that is a beautiful gift for our families when we're like, okay. We don't get it right just like Martha didn't get it right. But I'm going to keep bringing myself to our Lord and I'm going to dust myself off and I'm going to try this thing again. And he is going to walk by my side the entire time to help me Amen. get there. I, I think too, like something we need to remember too is we do need to sit at the feet of Jesus. And, and I think that's where I struggle a lot is finding that time. I find excuses. You know, mm-hmm. my one-year-old gets up like five times a night and uh. it is just like, okay, mornings are gone. I'm like exhausted. Yep, like, no, there's no that's way. just not going to happen. Yep. And my husband and I, we do, you know, night prayer together. When I'm up, we'll do morning prayer together, but my children wake up at like 5 a.m. So that's just not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's a call to sit at the feet of Christ in whatever way. And something Suzanne and I get to do on Saturday mornings, which is like, I, Such a gift. I actually like forgot yeah. that it's it's so enjoyable that I actually like, and I hate to be that guy, but like I forgot that it's like, oh no, we're doing this for our family. And it's a really cool thing to be able to go to adoration Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. We go for about half hour, 45 minutes, and then we get some time to hang out afterwards. And it's this beautiful gift. And I remember a mother um that is a part of our homeschool group saying, Yeah, my husband and I used to wake up at like 3 a.m. We go do our holy hour. And then the next day, the next person would do like a 2 a.m. Like they would rotate. And I was like, oh my goodness, like that's intense. That's That's beautiful. Like, and they pray for their family, pray for their children. And I remember thinking like, I wish I had something like that where I could like, spend some time in adoration and mike's like mm. my husband's like um you you do you go oh, saturdays and i was like oh what a gift what a cool thing so if there's anything like that it doesn't have to be adoration uh, that's obviously awesome but something like that to give that gift to your family sit at the feet of christ to listen to him to let him love on you let him mm. speak to your heart mm. and and change as martha did and i'm sure mary um because i mean I, they met jesus Mm-hmm. We get to meet him in the Eucharist, but they've yeah, been like, I know. Oh, man. And it's also <laughs> humbling to say, you, Martha, you were like good friends to Jesus. You're good Jesus. friends. And he kind of made those mistakes. Okay. Ooh, all right, God, you got me. Like, you, you have a merciful heart. You will help me get through this. And I think sometimes also we need to um, turn to who Christ left us, like a wonderful, beautiful um, woman with the feminine genius of Mary. Like, I remember when my second born was born and I had a couple of our friends over for dinner and they didn't come with any kids this evening. They were by themselves. And I had already put our firstborn down and I was the baby, I nursed the baby, put him to sleep and our friends were going to stay and kind of hang out for a little while longer afterwards. So we're all like schmoozing, having a glass of wine, eating and my second born Noah's fussing and waking up and crying and I... This is one of those moments where I totally failed at first. And I, oh, rile up. Why is my baby waking up? This I'm is so my time. This is my time. Doesn't he know? And I picked him up out of his crib and I started rocking him and trying to nurse him back to sleep. And 
at first I was like flooded. Like I often can be with the, again, the injustice. This isn't fair. I want to be downstairs with my friends like my husband is and, and have a good old time and drink a glass of wine. And all of a sudden the love of Mary just like poured out on top of me. And she was just like, it was like this like tender reminder of like, yeah, but this is where we, you are. Like, this is where Christ has called you right now. Like you are a mom to this precious child. Like, and it was so crazy how just the thought and reminder from Mary on my heart of like, this is where my vocation is, is to love and to serve this child totally allowed me, freed me from this weight of this like like riled up anger of injustice and just let me lean into who Christ was calling me to be in that moment was just mama to my Noah. And I just nursed him and rocked him, his tender little heart and laid him back to sleep. And it took me 20 minutes instead of the two minutes I wanted to take. And what a difference it is when we can just really lean into and allow Mary to be that that mother to us as she was to Christ so that we can see like who we are called to be and I'll be fighting my whole life to come close to who Mary was, but, but it was just such a good, like, and, and it's just, it's just funny how easily we can pivot our hearts from something so dirty and angry and riled up to a softness. And that's like that leaning on Christ and on Mary's intercession and on all the saints to really just like soften our heart back up. And you look at the truth and you're like, how could you have ever been angry at your baby for like, you can be frustrated. I want time with my friends, but there was this like riled up. It's not right he's a baby. It's right. Like he's waking (laughs) up. He wants his mama. Like there's nothing wrong about it. Does it make it fun? No. But when you can just kind of like lean into your vocation in in that way, there's just like a beauty that transcends and takes over. And I can promise you, had I still been riled up with that anger, it probably would have taken me an hour to put him to bed. It's the way our babies can feel that, right? They, they know when you are not in a place, even if you're saying the same things and you're rocking them through your gritty teeth of like they frustration, they it. know it, they feel it. And so that was like an early on like moment where I, you know, Christ through Mary's intercession really was like, look at where I've placed you. Don't resent it. Mm. Don't fight it. And the joy that came out of me leaning into my vocation was so much greater than I could have expected in that moment. Yeah. I, I think that is exactly it, the vocation. It's it's not just something fun we get to do. It's it's a calling and it's an actual vocation. And those children are are part of our vocation. So Martha's vocation in the story was to serve. Absolutely. Christ asked her. He came to her home mm-hmm. to serve. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't happy with that. Ooh. She was not happy. So I think it's exactly it. We we see what's before us and we find joy in whatever it is. And I think maybe for this week, we we try to find those moments where we feel that dirty, that ugly mm. feeling creeping up and and taking over. Because it does. It, it, takes, totally. it takes me and over. And how quickly. 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 <laughs> oh, my gosh. So maybe that's what we need to do is, is find that moment where that feeling is coming and pray to Martha mm. and Mary for their intercession mm. and Mama Mary, of course, and ask them to show us how to be true women, true wives, mm. true sisters, mm. true saints. 
Amen. Right? So Amen. let's do it. Let's let's find that moment. And then next week, let's have it. All right. Let's Sounds tell, great. Tell our moments, our dirty, awful <gasps> oh, moments that okay. were transformed. Totally. Love it. Love it. Perfect. Perfect.